0: Welcome to iPodcast Magic Missile, where we play games and talk geek. Broadcasting every week from the New River Valley in the beautiful mountains of Southwest Virginia, we bring you audio from some of the most exciting games, new and old. No actual wizard spells here, just actual play from great games. This is iPodcast Magic Missile. I went to a con, as I do. Uh, this last Friday, I flew out to Chicago for the Chicago... The first inaugural annual, possibly, Chicago Long Con. And i explained this before, but a Long Con is a convention where instead of playing in, you know, four or five hour slots every day, playing, you know, two or three different one-shots, you play one game, multiple sessions. And because Jen begged me to, and also because I wanted to, um, I played Monster Hearts, um, it was actually really neat the, the, uh, it was, on the, it was uh, sort of on the uh, north side not all the way up by Evanson actually really close to um, Chicagoland Games and the Dice, jo- Dice Dojo but it, the venue was um, in a it's actually a Christian communal living center of all things but um, uh, one of the folks who's a big gamer happens to live there and, and managed to get us the space for effectively free um, yes, it, it, the, the, the overall the thing was 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 fairly you know low cost for everyone involved, other than you know the plane ticket. But I probably was the one coming from the furthest away. So Joe, who organized the thing, was was uh, uh, he's a regular on the Cast was was kind enough to put Jen and I up because she Jen lives in the south suburbs uh, and uh, like an hour away plus traffic. Put us up at his lovely condo while his husband was out of town. So that was uh, that was really nice. Um, and uh yeah we just played we hung out played some cards against humanity the first night um and then played a bunch of monster hearts and jen ran the game and uh it was monster hearts i don't, i won't need to tell you about my character <laughs> <laughs> you but don't need
1: it well what about the, the mechanical implications and how particularly impressive the, those mechanical implications are
2: and did you get all of the XP's and, like, level
0: up? You know what, it was actually... Lots of damage?
2: Did you <laughs> <min-max> that shit? <laughs>
0: I, I did not min-max that shit. However, uh, uh, three sessions was enough. Three, four-hour sessions was enough to get to four or five advances, which is actually... Well, four advances. We didn't get two season advances, but that's, mm-hmm. like... That's a fair amount that of That is game. a lot of monster happens. Yeah. Well, remember, our mm-hmm. sessions were only two hours long-ish, and, we, and it took us, you know eight to ten sessions to hit season advance so uh, it was it was a pretty intense game um, and uh, Jen did a really great job running it and it was a lot of fun I mean it was just it was a different experience because you're on one hand you're you're playing with strangers right because um you know the, the of the format but on the other hand um you kind of get to know the people uh, <laughs> and uh, I actually didn't know anyone else other than Jen who's you know who's running uh, at the table and uh I think we sort of all felt each other out and, you know... Because it's Monster Hearts. <laughs> and that's it. <what>, awesome. <laughs> well, uh, i only sure one there, other though. person up, but I felt everyone out. <laughs> yeah, um, well, one of the things, too, is, you know, in a one-shot... One-shots Monster Hearts is everybody just sort of fires at everybody else <laughs> and, and stuff explodes, which I think is true of a lot of one-shots. This was interesting because I actually really made an effort to figure out what it was the other characters were trying to do with their playbooks and their characters and, like sort of helped that out. I also did play a Werewolf and the thing about the Werewolf is the Werewolf rewards you for just basically going at other players. I mean the Werewolf it's like I hurt you I get screams on you. So it's it's it's, and, and then you the dark yourself just you know anyone who More doesn't werewolf. roll over on back and show belly gets eaten. So um, but I did something that the last time I messed the only other time I played was in a one shot which only lasted about two hours and the one thing I did was like I decided okay I'm going to pick one of these people and I'm loyal to that person I'm their puppy <laughs> yeah. that actually worked out that actually worked out to be a really cool dynamic because it was like why is the werewolf deferring to the angel I don't understand and then and like later on we decided that the angel had smited me at some point <laughs> and I just acknowledged her as dominant <laughs> yep <Yeah. laughs> she's that's the that's alpha awesome. so <laughs> There was also a point at which The Neighbor... I don't know if you guys know about The Neighbor. It's one of the new playbooks. I don't know if it's in uh, Second Skins or it's just a... But it's a, it's a... It's basically... neighbor is a is, is mortal, but they're like the one who isn't clued in and is constantly running into trouble. That's awesome. It, that's a... What a great character. <laughs> it, 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 it is. And it's like um, Joyce. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it actually turned out to be a great playbook. It may actually be a slight tweak to The Neighbor, and I'll, I'll mention it here because I think it's a good one. There's a there's a rule that's like... There's a move that you can take that's like if you run into the arms of... Uh, of something scary, if it's a PC, blah blah blah. If it's an NPC, it says the MC can make a hard move or you mark XP. And we decide that that's dumb. The NP makes this as hard a move as they like and you mark XP. Aww. It's way better. And <laughs> 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 so so she was just jumping. She was always just running, yeah. And the neighbor also has this wonderful move where um, T V watching vampires. Yeah. It, it's it's if if somebody's If 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 they're into somebody, they have to start telling them all the reasons that they shouldn't be together and shut them down. But if they're not into someone, they they have to tell them all the nice things about them and turn them on. (laughs) So the neighbor is just a trouble magnet. But at one point, um, the neighbor who uh, I had perhaps scared a little bit, um, you know, decided like we were all having a conversation. The neighbor just decided that she wanted to run the hell away. So she's like, "I run." And I'm like you do.
1: <laughs> I got a fixed
0: action pattern for that. <laughs> yup. <Yeah. Yep. laughs> <laughs> so that was that was that was a fun moment because she runs and I kind of look at Jen and Jen looks at me and I'm like okay. <laughs> 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 but um, no, that was it, it was a lot of fun. Uh, there was there was there was homecoming dance and. <laughs> That, that an
1: important r- fixture of all <laughs> campaigns.
0: Well, the thing was that, the other thing was that, like, in a lot of one shots, it's hard to have, like, an event. You can usually set people up in a setting, but unless it starts at prom, you're not going to have prom. But we just decided, okay, well, the third session is just going to be homecoming. You know? <laughs> so that, that actually works out. I, if, if, you, if you've never done a long con, I really do recommend, you know, that format. Like, and that's something we could actually do at the store. And yeah, we could well,
1: yeah. We could just say, "Hey, Saturday, bye, Saturday." <laughs> <laughs> Saturday, Saturday,
0: Sunday. That you know. yeah, what, we, what we did was, everyone showed up and hung out on Friday night, but then there was two sessions on Saturday and one on Sunday. And the things we, we moved this because we were in a, in a Christian, you know, communal thing. We moved the Sunday session later so that anyone who was you know doing church stuff could. I thought you were going to do that church and then totally Monster Hearts. We played Cards Against Humanity under a giant mural of Jesus. It was that kind of <laughs> awesome. Well that is
1: exactly
3: how that game wants to be played. It's <laughs> true, it totally does. So
0: um
3: We need to play cards against humanity here. We we totally do. Does
0: anyone have it? A- I
2: thought you had
0: it. I do, but I didn't bring it. Um I
3: think I I think I do we have it?
0: I have apples to apples.
3: I've actually never played it. Apples to apples yeah, is I like apples, pussy. Apples to apples. apples, samples, apples samples, Apple story Wars.
0: Story Wars is fun. I actually did. We actually played Story Wars uh, briefly. Also, Jen has. Have <laughs> <laughs> <I'm here> you <laughs> Everyone I know this. Stuff. This is we a we need thing. Crochets. Well, that's very, very different. different. That's that's. I told you this was going to happen. I'm not even terrible. Your <laughs> <laughs> flag
1: is awful. It's all one color.
3: Like I feel like I'm gonna show up, and you're gonna
0: be like, you know, wearing one of those like babushka things. It's Greenland's flag. it. <laughs> Wait for it.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I have to be able to like knit something other than a scarf first. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah. So, so that was cool. Yeah, we should totally do that. Like, I think a, a long con would be a fun thing to do. And yeah. the other thing sometimes they'll do is, and we're gonna try to do this. A lot of long cons they pick a single game: Marvel, heroic, and Files, Monster Hearts, whatever, and they just have like multiple tables of it. And each table is like a different scene, and so people move back and they have multiple GMs, and people move back and forth between the different, you know, depending <laughs> on what they're doing. Oh, you know, which also so you is kind of, of like, interesting.
4: The big game and the classroom,
0: exactly. And, like the that's exact, a really cool way
4: of doing like, it, all occurring simultaneously, and then you're like, I'm out of here.
0: Yep. and then you're like I'm going to the game it, it, does mean that there's <laughs> <laughs> it does mean that there's more coordination but it also means that like if your characters aren't in the same scene they don't necessarily know what happened but you know, you can always tell them or text them people can be passing text back and forth <laughs> between tables I'm serious like it, it's a neat idea and it works really well for certain games
1: are not they actually texting
0: well you could also be texting although that means that yeah, you necessarily want to give your everyone their phone number also not everyone has unlimited text still yeah. really weird
2: I don't have I mean, You could know,
0: use G Plus chat yeah. because everyone's on G Plus and everyone, right, everyone circles everyone phone. else on G Plus. That's true. <laughs> yeah. What, what's true? Not, not everyone, everyone has, has a smartphone. Smart what weirdos? Story Wars. Mm-hmm. I totally cheated at Story Wars. I totally cheated at Story Wars. But, like, I forget who's... Oh, man, I'm trying to remember who set of Story Wars. It might have been, it might have been, uh, it might have been Kelly's. There was... Uh, somebody was like, they just got Story Wars and they, they had... Kickstarted it, and so they had all the blank story-worst yeah. cards. Like, feel free to like pull one out and make your own things for some of these. And so, like, the last fight was on a volcanic island, mm-hmm. and we decided that it was a uh, time to like like make the, the the challenge was to make the volcano erupt or something like that. And so, of course, I made a card with Pele on it. <laughs> <laughs> you
1: were doing it wrong because you, what you have to do is get a bald. Mad evil scientist who has a drill a, with a, a nuclear bomb attached to it that drills to the center of the earth and then blows up, ba- causing all, all, all of the all the yeah, volcanoes well, to to down. That interrupt. could have been the,
0: the, 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 the artifact of the I think that would
1: have like, defeated uh, I Pele. Yeah, I'd have gotten
4: a bunch of orange crush cans and <laughs> Tom Hanks carrying his
1: political
2: <laughs> luggage. Tom Hanks um, also would have been good. Yeah, that, that would have worked as well.
0: Yeah.
2: But no. <laughs> That's more. Meta gaming than cheating, really. <laughs> <laughs> it
0: was fun because when I flipped over the card, everyone was like,
1: "I would have so, used Melisandre,
0: maybe, yeah. maybe Danny." So well, it looked yeah. like a tropical island. I had to go with Billy.
5: One of my favorite guns in Borderlands is the uh, Volcano, and unique <laughs> weapons have red text, which is it's, it's, a, it's a short little flavor sentence, and um, it's the it also corresponds to a special effect. But this particular one, this is a volcano, and the red text is, Pele demands a sacrifice.
3: Yes! <laughs> sir, this is a sniper, isn't it? It's a sniper yeah. rifle,
5: and it explodes in a big gout of flame when you hit I people. My, but I love my volcano. I think my favorite, part, my favorite thing is that they brought it back for Borderlands 2, except instead of Pele demands a sacrifice, it's Pele humbly asks for a sacrifice. <laughs> <laughs> or politely asks, or something like that.
1: But if you believe in him too much, doesn't he cause either. himself to not exist anymore?
3: No, that make too much sense. Mm.
1: G W did that once.
3: Yeah, they've actually done it several times. the Chaos God, right? Yeah, that's just one. Really, I've actually th- that thrived on
1: disbelief. Yeah, yeah, it actually was well, so all that of the Chaos Gods for that's, that's pretty much uh, first edition crap, though. Mm. That's, I, that's Rogue Trader. Kind of awesome
5: no, it's, it's it's all the Chaos Gods. They—they're all spawned from emotions.
1: No, I mean, no, I mean that guy, was a first edition. Oh, there were a lot of the yeah, rogue Scouts trader god that day. did not make it to second edition. Oh,
5: gotcha. There were a lot of those. Yeah. Well, also that's how D and D pantheons work. Um, they they, they they exist based off of belief, and it so on not on uh, it
0: depends on the um, <laughs> on the the setting. I think it's almost, explicit in some settings and not in others.
4: Almost every three five character worshipped Olamara. And yet, here we are. Fourth edition, no tomorrow. Explain that. <laughs> <laughs> you got
3: me. <laughs> Is
1: it yeah. because he's alphabetically high up and they don't have to read the descriptions of the other gods? No.
4: Oh, okay. It's because he's the god of rogues. And D D players,
0: <laughs>
4: patron god of
0: D. We'll do bad things for money, Yep. <laughs> for gold. Skill monkey, chaotic
4: douchebag. <laughs>
0: That's what we need. We need a god of PCs. God of murder
2: hobos.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure they actually removed him just so that nobody was encouraging that shit.
2: <laughs> I, I was actually trying to the idea of making a god of atheists, um, who was just like always frustrated. Like I'm not a, a god, god, guys. No, he was a god but from the he desires. like looked after the people who didn't believe in him.
4: <laughs>
2: and it took a very special kind of person to not believe in gods at all. In, right yeah. in D&D because gods are actually exist. <laughs> yeah, right. And like other other people can like call them down. So like it be basically the anti-magic god.
5: Um actually there's a class that does that sort of. Um without a god though. They're called are you sure without a guy? Maybe he exists. Mm-hmm. I mean, they just think he doesn't exist. No, no, no. It's, it's, I'm, I'm, okay. um, they don't actually <laughs> worship a god, but they're they're actually interested in killing all of the gods. Like, like uh, they so those, mythen, they mythen. think gods shouldn't exist.
2: I wanted to mention yeah. um, a blog that I won a contest from. Oh yeah, um, it's called Facing the Great Tide, and the Great Tide is, of course, all of the unpainted plastic minis you have, oh. uh, which are gray. So, uh, that's, that's the joke in the blog's name, but, uh, it's a 40K blog, and so they had a contest when they were getting close to 40,000 page views. And, uh, basically commented and, like, posted what your Grey Tide was, what unpainted minis you had to do. And I won. kind of cool thing is, it turns out the blog is local. Like, the, the guys actually come by Fun and Games sometimes, and, uh. I got hundred bucks of GW stuff six more jet bikes to terrorize l with <laughs> and anybody else oh it's,
5: it's those sweet. wave serpents though it's really sad
1: that you said a hundred bucks worth of GW yeah. stuff and six the worth of stuff. yep I'm depressed now
2: I also got two yeah. upgrades for the bikes but yeah GW you know, stuff me out of my own game a hundred dollars doesn't really get you a lot of GW stuff it's like Two models, maybe. I was looking at the Tao stuff too, and I was like, "Oh,
5: see, the Tao are big models." Yeah. Where it really eats you is Sisters of Battle. I was looking oh, at that God. today. Well, They're still metal. Don't look at that. That's, well, I it's no, I, I just came. I didn't <laughs> realize they were still selling them. I was like, we well, really?" And I was curious if they made new plastic. Kits. No, they haven't. They are still metal, sold in the three-person blister packs. Yep. 100 bucks will get you maybe, maybe a full squad. And the tragic thing is
1: 40k, as expensive as it is, is less expensive than fantasy, as I understand it. Yep, it, it
3: yeah. is.
2: It's, it's
1: cool
3: Bullshit, is. man.
1: It's <laughs> fewer model counts. Yeah, because you've got you've got fewer models. And In fantasy, if you've got a unit of 30 models, you're like, okay, that's a cute medium-sized unit. Mm-hmm. Maybe forties where you're looking for. 40k really t-
5: 20 is a large unit,
1: you know. 40k, I, I thought a 20 man unit would
4: be like ridiculously huge. It,
2: Sisters of Battle is.
4: can take 20. Men. I mean, Tyranids, <laughs> Tyranids and
2: Orcs bring 20 man units yeah. all the time.
4: But those are 20 a, model units. A Turpagon <laughs> can belch out an 18 man unit. Yeah, a, a 20
2: man unit <laughs> and in Sisters topic. of Battle is a un, little unusual.
5: No. Well, you Just could do
2: joke.
1: it. Oh, that's
2: true. That is that is. A oh, uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Sorry.
5: Oh.
1: Whereas, if we were playing Apocalypse World, it'd be relatively easy to get a
2: twenty-man unit because man counts as a uh, small gang. Yes.
3: That, I thought. Uh, but no. It's,
5: but it's I mean, only one, one man.
2: Yeah, and and a medium gang is like twenty people. Oh. So. Maybe it only like a ten or something. Well, you need like three man's yeah. to to have so, a twenty man unit. <laughs> <laughs> math but yeah uh, Evan is pretty awesome what were you
0: saying Dave? oh you what you actually said was you. you I think it was you, you brought t- talk about gods in, in D&D right? Mm, yeah and it's really interesting because I mean how many and, and let's be honest here we know that like not all of the, our gaming group are atheists not all of our gaming group are theists <laughs> but I think gamers in not general are tend to be somewhere on the spectrum of not believing in mostly not believing in God in the traditional conception thereof.
1: It's probably due to how Satan loves board games. It's true he does. If Satan loves board games and mm-hmm. he tempts people who um. are weak like ourselves with <laughs> his mazes and monsters <laughs> with with his... far out no, of far-out games. I think I did to get the <laughs> toast <laughs> and
4: put jelly on it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And oh. we'll drop it on your rental carpet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, no. He put jelly on both sides of the toast. <laughs> or do. <laughs>
5: no, no, we just made a perpetual motion machine. Yeah.
4: Unless the devil's here. So, and it'll land on both sides.
5: <gasps>
2: it'll just we'll just land on both sides. The, side the carpet will <laughs> <and> go, Jump! <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, <it>
0: <laughs> <laughs> accidentally jelly, two
2: pieces of bread.
0: <laughs> <laughs> But the thing that was uh, sort of struck me there was like... Well, there's sort of... I mean, if you happen to be someone who isn't religious, and I'm not. Um, y- there's sort of two ways to approach gods. And one is that the D&D tends to stat gods. Like we were talking about that, like with the Lady of Pain, which... A which, lot of them have stats. Lady of Pain is not a god. The Lady of Pain is not a god. That's, that's, that's the whole point. She does she's not, not, nice. not have stats. Yep. But she's like one of the few powerful entities in the D&D-verse that doesn't have... I
5: think she's the only, actually. She
0: may be the only one.
5: Yeah.
0: Um, the only one left, anyway. Yeah. Earlier
5: editions that had more, I think...
1: What about, like, Drizzt or some bullshit like that? Drizzt's statted out, like, Elmister. a million different times.
0: I mean, you monster. like, the best you had to edition. make up new classes and, rules and prestige classes for Elminster so you could have all the powers that he had. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... So here's the thing, right? What, so one thing you can do is you can just stat them out and just make them really powerful monsters. And if it's just a really powerful monster that happens to have the ability to grant me spells, then, like... Okay, well, if that's the way the world works, that's the way the world works. And they're actually fed by belief. So they're not really gods. They're just sort of really powerful super- well, yeah, right. the Christian
5: god. god is, too! No, it's not. No, no, he it's not like Greek, Greek spells. gods. It's more like
3: Greek gods.
0: Well, the Greek gods didn't drive their power from belief. What
3: though. do you mean he doesn't? True. He, he gave people the power to talk to animals and shit all the time. Like, no,
0: well, he doesn't anymore.
3: He doesn't you know, the power
2: to all the shit time. all the time sounds <laughs> <seems> pretty terrible.
5: <laughs> <laughs> but, like... Unless you can do it on command. And you can use that as like, a defense mechanism. So,
2: please.
0: so I guess, I guess my, my, my sort of—that's of... not all the time.
5: Well, sure, it is. If you're in a very stressful situation, that's a question of. Any and you just start rapid firing yeah. shit out of your ass. <laughs> it's just like, like, peep, peep.
3: Peep. What is the animal that uses that as a defense mechanism?
5: There it's there like a wizard.
2: I think there's. I'm,
1: several. I'm sure there's at
4: on least
3: one. one. I think it's a wizard that. should...
4: I've heard of
1: this. Just that.
3: like Yeah Whales do it no, Whales do it Whales do it Yes Whales do Go it on. The way squid release ink Did you guys hear about this? That's gross There shit. are like Blue whales <laughs> And they have like Whales <laughs> <a laughs> That's beautiful And I love you Plus but,
5: one for Gryffindor
2: Yeah I'm slowly <laughs> one too bad, Wait, Gryffindor too bad. gets the, gri- point yeah, anyway. Gryffindor the point anyway. No <laughs> plagiarism. Quick poop and flee.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so so we were talking like- about gods.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Seriously though, like the Old Testament God, though, is the only coherent version of that thing, and I'll totally buy that that as like you know, like a you know, just like a badass, jealous ass motherfucker who's powerful.
0: He's you just going to smite you out. because his, he was better than all the yes. other gods. And he's like, Ooh, you know, like, sorry, sorry, to in. Sorry yeah, you your
3: kids, Job. Here's five more replacement kids. What do you mean they're not the same? <laughs> actually, did he did actually say that they weren't? Really, all or did the same? God just, right. just said you were not supposed <laughs> to worship. He said, "Don't on. worship other
0: gods." That's yeah. really interesting. Yeah, you yeah. shall yeah. have no oh, other Testament gods. Not even that. You shall have no other gods before me. He didn't even say you couldn't have them. He just said you couldn't have them before me. Holy shit. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's worded pretty it's worded pretty much in God's spell. Jesus said that you can't worship both
4: God and one. Also isn't everything before him because he's omniscient?
0: Well, okay. I'm not not sure that God was omniscient. No, I'm not sure it wasn't. Omniscience
3: comes in later in the theodices. Very
4: highly advanced uh, observation device. So you're saying God is an alien ship.
0: So so here's the thing. Like if you treat gods as just ultra power, like basically big demons or you know weird aliens with with you know ultra advanced tech, that's a that's a easy sort of out, right? Because mm-hmm. e- then even if you're an atheist or whatever, it doesn't matter because okay, like kind of- so you yeah, you could treat them as just really powerful monsters, right? And they have these powers. That and one of their powers is they can give you spells and heal the sick and this and that, or hurt, or hurt the the unsick, un- whatever, or hurt the sick, or hurt any of the sick, and above, and so like. And again, you, like you said, the Greek gods had a lot of this type of... They're, they're just really powerful beings with agendas, right? And the Norse gods, in some ways, were the same way, right? They liked And the
3: Old Testament Christian god. No,
0: oh, at first. and well, The Jewish god at first. That's, By the time Old it was Old Testament... Well, okay. Uh, the
1: Greek gods really liked being worshipped because it, they liked the flattery.
3: Yeah. They didn't get their the power
5: from worship. They just liked no. being worshipped. They just didn't... Yeah. I think the biggest difference between the Judeo-Christian god and Greek gods is that the Greek gods... Um, they were more human. In oh, ways. they were very human. Yeah, like like, and, and the Greeks did this intentionally, I think. Um, but if anyone actually believes in Greek gods, I apologize. But uh, because you're a crazy person. <laughs> but, but like, Sorry for your life. I feel like they, they designed them intentionally. The, the, the Judeo-Christian God, I think, is is relatively unique. Um, I feel like the, the Islamic God, and possibly um, maybe some Hindu. Are, 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 you but, know,
3: the Islamic God is just the Judeo-Christian God.
1: The whole, yeah. It's true. The total
5: yes. yeah. <laughs> sort of. There's some differences. Well, there's another uh, Book of Prophets. Well, there's some differences
0: they're, between the Jewish God and the Christian God. If you want to go that way, like they're they're actually yeah. very different uh, theologies. Yeah, okay. yeah. It's they're, just, it's just historically oh, wait, you know is the same
5: entity. Right. Whatever. <laughs> Fine. I can it see that. Whatever. <laughs> right yeah.
0: Um, actually the 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 genetic inheritance of the gods across cultures is really fascinating yeah. to me. Like, so, for instance, like, um, uh, the Zeus, Jupiter, and uh, Div, uh, mm-hmm. as well as Tyr, are all the same yeah. god. They're, they're the original, like, sky father god in the um, proto-Indo-European pantheon. So, like, like I don't know, they, t- they take it on different roles in the different pantheons, although it re- he remained the, the top god in the, the Greek and Roman. And they're also big into fertility, if, if I recall. What?
1: They're all big into fertility, if I remember correctly.
0: Thor was actually, I thought of... Wasn't he the male fertility god? In... Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. But, no, but no. Tyr, not Thor. Okay. Tyr's a different... Or two. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is, a, is a different god. But, like... Lightning no, no. God. Thor was not fertility. Yeah. No, Thor Tyr was... Tyr oh. was one of the
4: Elder Dragons. In, uh...
2: It, in it, Athos.
0: Yeah, because they, they borrowed his name for a bunch of things. He was also a god in the Forgotten Realms. But it was... he's T or Tyr from the... Um, it's hard to keep them all from the, uh, from the From the Norse pantheon. Yeah. But, like... And then, then there's yeah, there's there's um, what's interesting actually is that that there's so there's Ale uh, who um, is the Judeo-Christian God. Ale just means God, though. Yeah. So and Allah just means the God in Arabic. It's yeah. it's the same root, but it's the same root, right? So, um, you know, uh, but there was a Canaanite pantheon that had a bunch of other gods, yeah. some of whom are tangentially mentioned in the Bible, um, who all sort of fell by the the wayside. Um, but I, I wonder actually if there's any. Connection to any of the Egyptian gods because Egyptian also a Semitic language, Semitic language or Afroasiatic language. I was forget. I think it's Afroasiatic. It's Afroasiatic. I'm not sure it's Semitic. Um, but a yeah, a lot of it. Uh, we're talking about.
3: We're not talking about Egyptian Arabic, right?
0: No, we're talking about the like okay, Egyptian. Yeah, Egyptian. That's, that's yeah, yeah, yeah
3: that's
0: uh, Afroasiatic. Uh, or like the Ethiopian, or whatever.
1: During the Dark Age of uh, Greece, uh, right after they made all those hot classical uh, statues that we all know and love. Uh, they uh, had a lot of uh, communication with Egypt, and there's, there's actually a huge amount of cross-population. There aren't necessarily the specific gods uh, tr- being traded over, but gods who had similar sticks sort, sort of, of merged. Sort of merged, stories merged. That, yeah.
0: that, that did happen a lot. Yeah. And, and actually, the, the, the Greeks and the Romans really liked to think that their gods were the same gods as everyone else was, so they tried to find the parallels in the other cultures.
1: The, the Romans, particularly because they used that as a, uh, a marketing ploy.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, worked out. Maybe well, I mean, wrong. the Christians did the same thing with the saints. Whatever you you're oh, like, looking yeah, yeah, at the yeah, game, yeah, identify yeah. the saints. Yeah. It's sort yeah. of a natural cultural imperialism thing. Well, but it's like, very like what I was going <coughs> to ask about this was like, oh, right, but like the fact is that like faith and belief and you know religion are sort of core elements of human experience, right? And we don't explore those things a lot in games, like. So has anyone had an experience here of like a game in which the gods weren't just powerful monsters, the where there was actually like a like an element of that like of of the I wanna use the, 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 the find the right adjective for this, but like um,
3: the otherworldly Yeah um, sort of um so like,
0: super like, Yeah th- it's it's an actual an actual higher power faith being a thing that that, that is actually explored in the fiction.
1: Uh, so, th- then the question is, what is the minimum
0: limit of what is a god that is like that? I don't think it's a matter of what the gods are like, I think it's a matter of, I'm just more asking what, like, when you, when you do your, w- have you, have you, in in RPGs or whatever, uh, have you ever been in a game that lying. approached it?
5: Well, here, here's my question. Are you, are you talking purely about faith, as in the piousness of the character, or as far as gods being otherworldly things? As, like, distant... Any of the above, really. Because
0: I've had both.
5: Uh, I played, uh, I'm interested in the hear that. Um, I, I, I've, I've had a druid, um, a three five druid, that was very devout. Uh, it was uh, she was actually an Egyptian druid. Uh, it was a Mythos campaign, as my D, as the DM dubbed it. Um, it's basically ancient mythology. Which okay. for anyone who's ever played that, it's basically ancient Greece, uh, the the, ancient, the the Vikings, the Egypt, ancient Egyptians, all the Mayans, or Mayans, Aztecs, kind of all slammed together. It's like. That's great. And and, and it's like all the pantheons are real simultaneously, even though they're actually... As you do in D&D. Precisely. Um, And so in this particular campaign, we were all heroes from our respective realms, and we were all sent by our respective deities, which some worshipped more than others. Um, We had a sorcerer who was relatively, uh, actually, atheistic, oddly. Um, Not that he didn't believe in gods, he just thought he was better than them, sort of,
0: so mechanically, he thought, that, mechanically that he thought they were just big powerful monsters, and eventually he'd be powerful enough to get them. Yeah, yeah. mechanically,
5: he was. But that's fine. Well, he was funny. a three-five um, wizard. Um, source, yeah, source so he might have actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, he, he also was like a a half fae, something blooded, lesser asimar, something something. He's it, it was mm, it, complicated. Anyway, either way. Long story short, um, we, we, we were sent by respective deities to help the Aztecs with their into the world problem, and um. <laughs> um it's actually ended very, very hilariously. I, uh, I began telling Yanni this story. I never finished. Uh, I'll tell you guys at some point. It's a long story, though. Um, but my character was actually really very pious. Probably the most pious of the group. Uh, we did have a cleric of Zeus, but he kind of went around just doing fuckery, um, literally and and figuratively. That sounds like Like um, Zeus? It, oh yeah. I mean,
3: in, in the footsteps.
5: in Zeus's footsteps. Well, it's not tricky pious. I think I feel like my character um, really took the religion seriously. I actually looked up. Yeah. Um, she worshipped. Um, uh, what's the name of the uh, the war goddess? It was actually war and fertility. It was an interesting combination. Hot. Um, nice. Yeah, it was.
0: It was. And it, <laughs> s- some
5: some some people split it into two gods. Oh, I wish I could remember her name.
0: We can look it up later. Yeah, exactly.
5: yeah. Um, split it into two gods. The goddess. Uh, it's, it's the cat faced one. Yeah, the um, lion. Yeah. Someone it's,
3: actually was posting an awesome comic about her on Tumblr today. It was mm-hmm. really cool.
5: It's like the, the lion or the cat, but like some places combined. I, I chose the combined one. Um, so I thought it was much more interesting.
1: So, so what, was this supported by the rules, or was this something that you guys chose to do this way?
5: Um, this is something we entirely chose to do this way. Um, and Which is why I, 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 I say my character was, was rel- relatively pious more than everyone else. Because I actually looked up actual ancient Egyptian religious practices. Mm. And... I didn't copy it exactly, but I, I brought in elements as I saw fit. You know, um, the I, I actually made a role playing endeavor to actually role play the waking up at, at, at dawn to prepare spells because mm-hmm. they, they um, I don't know how, how up to Will you probably know more, than, but um, I don't know how up to scratch you are in ancient Egyptian rites, but they they actually like did things like shave their entire body before entering the uh, the temple. Or like, as like priests and things and uh, and they they had ordeals and, thing, and and stuff and and I actually sought to roleplay that because I thought it would be interesting because a lot of people play paladins of Pelor they're just like in the name of Pelor I kill evil you do you really think of what it
0: means to be to, to believe that strongly in Pelor not just precisely. in the principle but in Pelor himself
5: um, and then I, I also kind of took that as we ran into people who believed in other gods I kind of there, there was a little bit of friction there and I'm kind of like no my god says this and I'm gonna do that because my God told me to, you know, and, and because the gods are real and actually talking to us, it added some power behind that. Um, the the uh, the other thing that where gods being kind of Eldritch s- spiritual distant things played a Pathfinder game actually, um, which was actually an interesting mix. We had uh, we had two gods, we we had kind of two pantheons effectively, one pantheon. Was um, the regular pantheon, which was just powerful monsters, uh, that was the, that was just kind of existed and stuff. But we had a problem with another world's gods coming over, um, and these guys, uh, one in particular, were infected with this this god blooded disease, and so we were worried about people were worried about our pan- the local pantheon catching mm-hmm. it that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But the the, the distant go- the, the gods from the other dimension, for lack of a better word, mm-hmm. were very alien. I mean, they 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 appeared human mostly when people saw them, but they're they they did not think they were almost like Fugu Mythos kind of stuff. Not necessarily in that level of evilness. Sort of orange and blue morality, yeah. sort of. Yeah, well, they,
0: they they just had a different agenda. Their
5: thought processes were completely different. Um, they they had a they had a, a god, the DM, or they just named named the chained god because he he was subjected to such horrendous torture and stuff that he like he was almost pitiable. And he wanted to help people, but at the same time, he wanted to inflict on other people. And it was this weird, complicated thing, which was, I thought, really refreshing in a like setting. Where most of the time, gods are like, these are my domains, and this is what we're sticking with.
0: Yeah, you either help people or you hurt people. Yeah. Depends on whether I'm good or evil. Yeah. And this
5: guy was was both. He actually had a lawful good paladin and chaotic evil ne- like necromancers all under his sway in different regions. It was very interesting. Hmm. Um, but yeah, that, remember- that's my experiences with gods.
0: I remember when I one of the interesting things is so we were in the Dresden Files game and the thing about Dresden Files is that like religion and faith are real in Dresden like yeah, yeah. and so I remember and, and really this is probably the only the only one in which I actually I think that 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 was that Refact Fregenin and Haikov who is not here played um, a, a priest well not a priest but a reverend yeah yeah and you know I mean he is he is actually a he's a He's a Christian, and so so I think he really sort of understood the the mindset um, of the uh, of that character, but like really played it out. Like you, he was doing trying to do the right thing by God, and you know, as as a as a holy man in that game, especially at low level, I guess you call it or low refresh, you don't have like a ton of power, but certainly like God does work in your life, yeah. like. Like the spend a fate point, point to show up to help people sort of thing. That like was God, so awesome! Yeah, was you could just awesome. be anywhere. <laughs> so like, like it was like, that, so it was that sort of thing. It was like, it was like, like it was very subtle, but it was there. And he played it straight, and he played it. Be, I mean, because because he, I think he identified with with what that character was doing. And you can, you guys could add more to that, that 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 particular campaign. But I thought that was, I I found that very refreshing. In fact, it, at first he was actually very upset that in order to play a, a reverend that put him in a playbook that was not vanilla human you know but I think he sort of embraced that as the, as the campaign went on because I mm-hmm. think his, his original concept was just a guy but just a guy who's a religious leader isn't just a guy interesting. yeah yeah can you guys add anything to? I'm, I'm
3: thinking of video games, actually. <laughs> no, that's good
0: too. I mean, I think that's I think that's really relevant.
3: Isn't faith a stat in? Uh... in- okay, in Dark Souls. but that's, we talked stats. about that, and that's dumb. <laughs>
0: it's <is> dumb. It's <laughs> stupid as <laughs> shit.
3: God, I'm trying to remember what game I, was. I played this game that. Dragon
0: have- Age has a really interesting. Oh, I won't get into it mythology, but I mean, if you guys remember that, there's a. There, there's, there's definitely a, there's a church there, and it's, it's, it's interesting
2: i I've been thinking about trying to find a way to mechanize worship um, it, I give
5: me suits and tanks that's not what I meant
2: though that but sounds pretty awesome. I want
5: you to bless them with my <laughs> holy instrument,
2: but you know a, a lot of a lot of religions slash superstitions have things like you know you say a thing when a thing happens or you do a specific oh. thing at a time and the the thought was you know if you do this enough you sort of you, you build up standing with your god mm-hmm. and then you can like call down favors but you know if you forget to like say the right words as you go through a doorway you're going to lose standing with the god and you know when you try and turn undead it might not work but, but I couldn't think of any good way to actually like make that interesting I think that's a really play. neat
0: idea but it's sort of also it's the same as statting up gods it makes them something mechanical as opposed to then your character doesn't have a reason to have faith other than that the god will actually help them if they follow the, the, the formula ABC right I, Right. I,
5: I, I right. think what I would actually do with that is I wouldn't actually technically mechanize it I would mechanize it in the sense that the DM has the ability I mean the DM does but like, I would tell the player this and be mm-hmm. like your character believes in this god the god may help you But it also just may be random happenstance. Mm -hmm. I've done this with magic before. I've done this in settings where um, I was DMing and uh, where I wanted it like, like magic to be like, kind of, is it real? Like I wanted the players themselves questioning that. It it was actually... uh, Which actually
0: I think is really parallel to this, right? Yeah, it it is. Because magic should also be mysterious and perhaps not mechanized. Precisely. But go ahead.
5: And, um, well, I I just imagine a very similar idea working with gods as being like, yeah, my character believes in this god and this cool thing happened. Was it luck? You know? I, the DM rolled some dice. Was it that? I, you know? It
0: sort of does imply a, a lower magic type campaign, though, because it's one of those things where miracles are actually miracles. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to remember...
3: This is like a... This is tangential, so it would be a thing, something more related. Go no, I first. don't. There was an indie game that was like, two or three years ago, and it was very short. I don't remember what it's called, but I'm sure I will. And if we, if I do, we should put it up on. The Describe link. what it is about. So basically, about. you were it, you were it, like an adventurer, um, but it was less of like a you know Skyrim Legend of Zelda, but and more of a kind of like Your um, tone was almost like Game of Thrones ish in terms of like world fantasy. The idea was that you were playing through this game, and you would die. Or something about what happened to you, and you were being kept alive by this kind of cruel god that you never see and is like referenced to, and people talk about their faith in it and shit. But the only interaction you ever have with this god is that he's forcing you to be alive throughout the game, so you have to keep on going and doing. That really doesn't shit.
0: sound familiar, but it sounds really cool. I'm turning <laughs> to remember it to a. Is called... it a two player game then, or no,
3: no? It's it's a solo game.
0: Okay.
5: Yeah. It sounds like Planescape Torment. Um, Planescape
0: Torment is just an no outstanding gods, game. No I don't... On. That That is a theme yeah. of that, but I don't I know don't, if cause it's... like,
3: you know, there was never a name for the god other than, like, you know, just, it was super, super Wasn't distant. it Planescape?
5: Or am I thinking of something different?
0: Planescape I have no idea has, what it's called. has the, has the nameless and a immortal trope, but it's for... Slightly different reasons, actually. Well, you,
3: you, had, you were a person who knew who they were. Yeah, so like it's...
0: That. This oh. was just
3: like you were being kept alive to finish this and you, I know, you would I not What you died? It's on Steam, right? It's, yeah. a, it's an isometric thing it's, on it, Steam? On,
0: it was I'm, an indie
2: I, game. I know so exactly apparently.
5: what you're talking about. I
0: mean, I mean, we're we're, 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 we're good, good, we're good, we're good. Yeah, but... That I don't know why my computer to... F-
5: yeah, you know what yeah, i mean? Yeah, I do. I thought it was... Yeah, I thought it was Planescape because I can see the screenshot in my mind and it looks kind of like... Yeah. You
3: know? There's... It was dark as fuck, though. I really liked that because, though, because like that was the only influence over your life that there was that you were being forced to keep going.
0: I'm listening to an actual play of They Became Flesh uh, right now, and that's a, that's a recent indie RPG. And basically, there's your the players play as fallen angels, uh, and the one player plays as humanity, and, and so they play all human NPCs. The one player plays as God and God's <laughs> angels, but God doesn't. I think God doesn't show up so much as his angels show up, and they all have revelations, which can be contradictory, that they're trying to enforce. <laughs> That's
3: awesome.
5: That's really cool.
0: <laughs> so it's it's, it's very. It, I, I like that setup. I, I have to hear how the. I, I have to hear how the game actually plays. And, and I think a lot of game systems don't. We always want to make everything tangible. I think a lot of a lot, and I think a lot of role players aren't necessarily comfortable. What's well, the same playing problem the Cthulhu games
5: have? Uh, like, Call of Cthulhu makes the monsters tangible by like, setting them up. You yeah, know?
0: which is not how Cthulhu works. It, it, yeah. yeah, it's
5: bullshit. I, uh, and that's why I like the Lady of Pain. But,
0: well, that's why I like Cthulhu the Dark. Because in Cthulhu the Dark, one of the rules is you can't <laughs> fight a monster. If you fight a monster, you die. Well, you can fight a monster, but if you fight a monster, you die. You cannot possibly beat a monster.
3: I, I just think it's such a... It, it's a very unfortunate th- thing that it's not something... I feel like it's the place to explore that if... You know, you have a very large... You know, liberally religious, uh, or not liberally, uh, like casually religious, um, an agnostic and atheistic group. It seems like the, a really good way to explore what faith is like and stuff like that. Exactly.
0: Well, it's like it's like a lot of what we do here is exploration. A lot of yeah. what we do is playing the other, or it's exploring some part of ourselves that we're not comfortable exploring in other mm-hmm. ways, or seeing what it's like to blank Right, I mean the thing about well, the things that we have done here at this table. I mean, you know.
3: Well, you can't you can't <laughs> talk about that on the podcast.
0: Yeah, if <laughs> you want
5: w- games over the table.
0: <laughs> if if, if, but like, like, but, if you want to hear about, it, you have to listen to the podcast. You can't listen to the podcast <laughs> to find out about it. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. But seriously, though, like, like, and that we haven't really explored that. Like, it, it's it's just interesting to me, and and I'm wondering if there's any ways that people. Like I said, if, if anyone else has any ideas of ways to bring that into your games and make that like a thing,
4: well, I felt like the uh, the Infernal Playbook was actually yes. to an a degree. good yeah. a good way of having an external force that was basically impossibly powerful mm-hmm. and, and sort of
0: inscrutable too.
4: Yeah, and just you know had some directives for you, was in charge of your life more or less. Just Monster Hearts, yeah, yeah. yeah. The Monster mm-hmm. Hearts Infernal Playbook, I feel like would be. If, if I were looking to, to play that
5: game. <laughs>
4: impose some sort of external forces on a paladin in D&D, say, I would probably start by looking at the Infernal Playbook.
2: Yeah, no, I, I think a lot of the really A.W. Yeah. and Powered by A.W. games do a good job of keeping the mystery mysterious. Like, D&D, you've got magic items. You've got a plus three magic sword. In Dungeon World, you don't really get a plus three magic sword.
0: You get the Sword of Blank, which might do a thing. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And if you've got a really good wizard, you might be able to figure out a little bit better what it does. But it's more
0: like a story about what it does, and not... not, This was the the Orc Cleaver created by the High Elves in the ancient times. Plus seven versus
2: dragons, plus five versus orcs, uh, Mm -hmm. and plus three to your saving throws. No. No. Uh, Which is what D&D does, which takes some of the mystery away. Like, one of the things I liked about playing old, old D&D is... If the players didn't, pe- people weren't familiar enough with the game, hadn't read all of the books, you'd, you'd get a magic item book, and you couldn't go on the internet and look up all the stuff in it. So the DM would have the magic item book, and we would give players <laughs> items from the book, but you wouldn't tell them exactly what it did. No, you wouldn't. And That's why
5: I make up items. Oh, I, I, I do that too. I, yeah. I basically yeah. never use canon items, I don't um, because it, it's not interesting that way. And like Unless what you're it's saying. It's <laughs> true. Um, what well, you of the story. But a
0: non-cabin cabin. Yeah,
5: <laughs> that, that's what I always do for my players. Is I always make up a, uh, like if I have a magic sword, I always name it. I always come up with about a two-sentence blurb of why it has that name, and I give them maybe a rough idea of what it does, you know, um, and let them kind of figure it out because it's more fun that way, I think. Um, and at some point, I'll, like D&D, you kind of have to tell them at some point, yeah, it's a plus three. But, like, that's the last thing I say. Because otherwise, they're just like, oh, it's that and that, and that and that, and you start doing the math in your head, and then it, mm-hmm. then it becomes a numbers game. Yeah. And that defeats the point, I at think.
0: Mo- it is, it's far better if your players are picking their weapons based on how cool they are and not mm-hmm. what the, what biggest bonus it gives them. Because the, the tragic
1: thing in D&D is, if I'm a, a dwarf, I am going to pick a magic or a regular hammer over uh, this really cool magic item, magic sword, sword yeah. like, every day. Because that's... I've got mechanical implications that make my hammers equal to this magic
4: sword. Well, that's not really the point. Yeah. That's why, I if I ever run another 4th edition campaign, I'm going to be handing out magic items in the form of, uh, like, one-handed weapon. Or whatever, whatever class of item it is. Because it's a magic item, I feel like if the dwarf meditates on the magic sword, why can't it be a hammer? I don't see why not.
5: There is an indie RPG like yeah. that was recently kickstarted called uh, Axes and Amples. Axes like that. Cool. Um, it's a it's a it's not a dwarf only setting, but all <laughs> but all the PCs are dwarves. It's, it's a dwarf centric uh, uh, game. Is this
0: video or role playing? Uh, role playing. Okay.
5: Yeah, tabletop. Um, and um, it's, it's it, I, it's kind of an interesting setup because, in some ways, it's similar to Fourth Edition. You have like you have kind of like modular powers sort of thing. You have classes and things, but um, you uh, you actually as a on the first session you actually build a clan. and You get powers from based on your clan, and as a group, you kind of decide that it's cool. But um, my favorite part about it, I think, is that you pick your class, and the classes are relatively generic. Um, if I had one complaint about the rules, it was that everything was very generic, but what it did allow you to do is what you you were saying is, if you were a barbarian, it did not matter what armor you were wearing, what weapon you were wielding. Like, if you wanted to be a barbarian, because you had a, you had a, like a, a, I think it was a a, a polyhedral, so it was like you had a D10 for defense or whatever, and that D10 could be represented by a single magical shield, by you just being very quick, by you wearing lots of plate armor. And same thing with the weapons. You could pick whatever kind of weapon you thought was suiting. Which was really nice to see and really it, refreshing. It's very free
0: because it lets you determine the fiction instead of, yeah... Well, it also... Loves, it also lets you to define part of the setting.
5: Well, the setting and your character. Yeah. Because so often you'll be like, oh, well, you know, my character's a dwarf and he really likes axes because of, you know, background reasons whatever, but... Oh, I just got this new magic sword and it's really sweet and it's gonna be better. You know, or or you look at it and it's like, Oh, but we're this is gonna be a demon campaign, so I'm it's an anti Yeah, I'll go with this. And it you just lose something in translation, I think.
0: I, I totally yeah. And actually that's one of the really neat things about Dungeon World. The Dungeon World has the same aesthetic. It's like, yo, you have two armor. Okay. Yeah, you know, when you yeah, in Dungeon World you actually two armor is typically like chainmail or something like that, but like like, it's, it's... Or, even more in Apocalypse World, like, one armor can be anything you want it to be. Yeah. What, what's your look? You know, are you wearing leather? Or are you wearing chains? Or are you wearing... I don't know. Nothing. Nothing. I was going your babe. Yep, yep. That's two armor. Yep.
1: Yeah. Unless you're is doing sh-
2: something stupid. <laughs> yeah. And then it's three armor? It could be three armor, yes. So...
1: <laughs> well, one of the things that I think we, we were talking about here that... That's struck me, is that what makes a god a god rather than a statted out powerful thing is not knowing about it. Yes. No, no matter how powerful a statted out thing is, uh, according to the definition that we've been working on, it can't be a god. The mystery and faith is, is a requisite for a god. Being able to be fully understood to any degree means it can't possibly be a god. Part well, of
2: the problem there is that it is really hard to enumerate a god in a role-playing game without statting it out somehow.
5: No, it's I very mean, well,
2: easy. Well, what if is you it? stat it out very quietly?
5: Or what if we don't stat it out at all? I
2: mean... What do
0: no. you no, mean, <laughs> Duncan? My...
4: Oh, okay. Alright, so I was thinking of a second thing. Aside from the Infernal playbook, which is really one of the places I would look. But the other thing I was thinking about was in, like, 4th edition, because, you know, it's just a beat-em-up mm-hmm. game. Um... Is I would look at say relics like the the here's the things that please your god and here's the things that displease your god and you know maybe tell have the players come up with it because it's their god mm-hmm. but then you, know, you don't have to tell them if their god is pleased with them or not you just keep track of their like karma or whatever and maybe you write down some things it's like oh well. If your karma's three, once sprint counter, I'll fudge an attack roll. It'll miss you. And so then they have, oh, there. there's an invisible too. hand on the scales, and if they're running around, like, peeing on homeless people, <laughs> and their god is the god of homeless people, then maybe a lot more attacks are hitting them and they're like oh no my luck is terrible and you're like yes but yes, if it's it the god
0: of peace that homeless then, people then they're okay yeah. <laughs> then
4: they just keep getting missed and everyone's
2: like why do they get to get missed all the time
5: that's like, actually so, a really good way of doing keeping yeah. a mystery I think that, I really yeah. like that
2: that reminds me of traitor points in some of the older editions of paranoia um <laughs> really yes like almost literally and I can't believe I forgot about that how does it work Basically, just like that. Okay. Except that it's the computer, not a friend, god. Yeah, a well, well
4: but, uh, Whether or not the computer thinks you are what a traitor.
2: Friend, but um, well, more like how often bad stuff happens to you, or your bald-faced lies are believed. or. Mm. Um, but that also reminded me of another thing. If you've got the god of peeing on homeless people and the god of homeless people, um, you know what you never have in D&D? Is... Uh, um not polygamists. Um uh, Polytheists. Polytheists. Poly- yeah. Polytheists. Polytheists who venerate an entire right pantheon. Or even just two people. But you know you have... in in our present world where God's existence is not completely evident and irrefutable. We have we did have people who mo- worshiped multiple people. But in D and D where you had multiple gods, like you that were know, if, obviously yeah, there. If, if I see if I see her God come down and smite a guy and
0: then I see his God come down and smite a guy I'm gonna believe in both of them and, and I might, most but they are most people his, in all of them most yeah. people historically would give offerings to different gods depending on what they wanted right yeah. mm. and that's like the idea that yeah. you have a polytheistic religion and yet you only venerate <laughs> one of the gods is silly well the problem is think, that but the but gods, gods really aren't like vending one machines one you can't
3: it's just put attention a in
0: and a they'll put out some I, 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 I know yeah. I this actually
2: goes back to my whole mechanistic and if you worship idea uh, is blessings, you know, you
4: go to the temple of course
3: yeah it's maybe like you, know you go through a door shame. you have <laughs> to say a it's prayer like in grad school but you, know, you, you never you say with a, a prayer either well, to it's like God, god A or
2: God <laughs> B when you go through the door and you know if if you if you say the the war prayer when you leave your house then the war god will be more happy with you but what if you say the fertility prayer uh, because you're I'm not allowing
4: to, that in my D D campaign
2: with fertility prayers they don't help you. Okay.
4: <laughs> well, you tend not to make roles for
3: things that
0: helps out. So, Caitlin, you were saying. Monster hearts maybe. <laughs> yes. It's
3: just like, you know, when you're networking. Or like when you're like a grad student and you know you, you have like a faculty member that you do lots of research with. And you like network and do research for other people too. But I mean like, you know, those relationships, if you strengthen them too much, you lose the relationship with your own advisor. And you want to have, get the benefits of working with your advisor. So you just kind of focus on one person's research or one God's works. And you guys, the other things, you know, they're there. But you don't focus on it, you know. But but you still include them, mo- right. Like nominally.
0: Are you saying that advisors are sort of mysterious and inscrutable beings? <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, yeah. I am.
3: You know, have the power to destroy your life?
1: I still haven't. Or make be beautiful. Yeah, I still haven't gotten my emails back on uh, my classes for next semester for mine. She's <laughs> yeah. a terrible, terrible advisor.
2: Maybe you haven't been like doing the right sacrifices. I, th- I think that's right. You need to shake a dead chicken over her amazing. desk. Yeah. She's
3: adorable.
5: But
0: there's um, an altar out back. If you want to go burn some offerings. Okay. So nice. I, it does actually. It's interesting because I think computer and paranoia does actually qualify as a god under the definition that we're using.
2: <laughs> and actually, a lot
0: better than like
2: most D and D gods. Oh, of because, course, I would say so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's not actually a supernatural being. It, it doesn't. Seems but then it doesn't matter. That's the point. Being well, yeah.
4: inscrutable it. and in charge. Yep. Is kind of the
2: basically all powerful so Vorlons oh, an advisor <laughs>
5: <laughs> I, I've told Yanni this but there, uh, there's a I, I love mysterious beings like the Lady of Pain One, the reason I like her so much is because she's not statted
0: yeah. I think
5: that's lovely I love mystery and the Vorlons are the exact same way I, I, there's some old uh, uh, Bab 5 RPG and the entire entry for the Vorlons is like because it's going through all the, all the races and their stats and shit and it's just like you lose trust me you lose. <laughs> that won't work. No, not that either. Not even that.
0: You lose. I love that. And
5: that's, that's well, the whole interview. Well, it's yeah. like we were
0: talking about before, too. Like, like, um, it's, really, it's really disappointing when you see the Eldritch Horror on screen because it can never be as interesting when you see what it looks like because it's supposed to have all sorts of like... It's supposed to be undescribable. Exactly. It's supposed to be undescribable and just in all sorts of dimensions that your eye can't well, process.
4: You're just seeing the part that's not feasting on the flesh of other dimensions.
5: That's true. But Everything. it should and still be indescribable. Way. And the point where I can describe it in its entirety... You can't
0: describe it, it in its entirety. The do you know what the best on-screen Eldritch the of- horror was in any game? Who played Star Control? Star Control 2? The oars. No, no. no it was just just the two it was of us. Just the two of us. <laughs> the oars were adorable. They looked like little clownfish... And they spoke in starfish language. I mean, they basically, like, every other, everything was happy campers are the best. Mm-hmm. It is, I am expanding to meet you. And all this, like, the, in, like, like untranslatable words would be in asterisks. They were terrifying. Mm-hmm. They were the fingers of some sort of extra dimensional eldritch horror that lived below. <laughs> and they were these adorable little clownfish thing. <laughs> we are many figures. <laughs> you see us as separate bubbles, but we are, we are, we are oars. Like, and it's like this. They're, they're chipper and cheery. And um,
2: what's this game?
0: Star, Star control, control Two. Control. It, it, the Urquhon Masters. The, Urquan, that's the I told you. About.
5: Oh, was that one? Yeah.
0: The oars are outside. Okay. You yeah, definitely. But,
5: yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah, they've remade it as Everybody an open source that. or freeware thing called the Urquhon Masters. Based on the 3D O version, which had a little bit different music, etc. Anyway. But yeah, so the ores are terrifying. Because, like, they're they're perfectly willing to help you. They're badass in battle. Like, they're 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 fun. They're chipper all the time. they don't ask what happened to the androsynth. Don't ask them what happened to the androsynth.
4: Is that, like, a machine that makes men?
0: The Andresynths were a race of synthetic men who broke off from humans ages ago. Alright. And became battle thralls of the Urquan, um, and became very powerful, and then just disappeared. And their home system is currently occupied by ores, and we don't know why, and you'll never find out, but if you go to the surface and send scientists in and start researching it, they don't come out, well... (laughs) <laughs> just put it that way. And don't ask about the Ender Well,
5: damn it. Now I have to go do that and ruin a save game.
0: <laughs> you do it back <laughs> I do in save game. But it's... But it's... They were, they were the best because... Because they... Because, again, they didn't try to portray Eldritch Horror. They simply suggested at it. That's to, so <laughs> cool. That's fucking that's awesome. That's the best part of that game. Uh, I, 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 I think, think the, the puc- puc- for my Hill, favorite. it's hard. The fun. Puc- um... The Precumc are a lot of fun. All of that's the, all the alien races and that, that... Is that tea? It's <sniffs> coffee. I can make tea. Yeah. If it's
3: coffee, I'll take coffee but Can we make more left? coffee? I think we're yeah. out of
0: coffee. Okay. Sorry. But yeah, <laughs> so that is how you do Eldritch Horror. It's
3: like, no alcohol, I'm going to need caffeine I think instead. that's how you do
5: anything mysterious. Eldritch Horror, gods, yeah. um, compu- friend computer. Yeah. You
0: yeah. Know? know who? Margaret Weiss and Tracy Hickman are great at gods. I don't uh, If you've cool. ever read the old Dragonlance books, or yes. the even the Death Gate cycle. Yeah. Their, their high god, their, their space Jesus, as it were, always manifests as a kindly old wizard. In all of their books. Even in different universes. I know a show where
1: they have it as a kindly British man. There you go. <laughs>
0: but the... In but the, canon? I think yes. but the But the, but the, but the yeah. point is that like he exudes all of the positive aspects that you'd expect, but he's unassuming. And so you know that there's this immense power underneath there, or you suspect there is, because they never come out and say that he's God, <laughs> but you, you see what he I'm sure saying? It's
3: not just, like, the 14th Doctor? No. <laughs> <laughs> the 32nd Doctor. 32nd
0: Doctor. But they don't, yeah, they don't, in, in, you know, in Dragonlance, they don't show you Paladine. They show you Fizbon, the wizard, who is, like, also great because he's sort of their, their response to Elminster because he's this bumbling old guy who can never remember any spells.
3: See that just makes me think of Fizzbitch, which was one of the fake energy drinks from. There you go. It was <laughs> a- <It>
0: ruined forever. you, Fizzbitch.
3: Dove. Sorry.
0: And I think that actually that the the idea of having the 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 avatar because we're, we we love to have avatars of gods come down, mm-hmm. but the avatar actually being the still small voice and not mm-hmm. the, you know, and not the glowing seventy foot tall, you know. With a with a flaming sword. I still
3: like the puppet with the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Last year for a Nash, uh, for Nano when I tried to do it for a while, I had uh, <laughs> I had uh, folklore Jesus uh, as a character, like like the one from like uh, some of some of the fringe Islamic folklore, where he like goes around healing animals and like talking to animals and being like kicking mountains, kicking mountains being frustrated and, like, always in this passive-aggressive battle with the devil. So he's, like, always talking about, like, he, like, in order to enter the kingdom of heaven, you have to have complete loathing for everything on earth. Like, that was one of the tenets he had. Wow. So he was always going around being Dang. creaky. So I wanted to have a character, like, who was, and I had a character who was just Jesus and he worked at a Seven Eleven and he hated it because he always had the night shift. And that was just like, you know, I just followed this character for no reason for days because I couldn't think of any plot. So it just ended up never going (laughs) anywhere but the point is it could have gone somewhere
0: this podcast is fully copyrighted by its hosts visit us at podcastmagicmissile.com i podcast magic missile attacking the darkness since 2012